Welcome to Industrious Radio, a weekly show dedicated to exploring what does it mean to work hard, live fit, and have the absolute best life possible. The show is hosted by Barry Napier, Stephen Hitt, Jeremy Donner, and a revolving cast and crew of super cool people. It's showtime. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Industrious Radio Show. I got Steve-O and Jerry Bear in the studio today. What is up, gentlemen? What's up? Hey what's there. up? Guys, how you doing? Really good. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. We are crushing it. We are in summer mode. Things are rocking and rolling, and it is all go. Yeah, we are just go, blasting go, off. Go, Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, we got some cool things we want to dive into today, right? We bet we had so many uh, new people coming in the gym and just a lot going on and just so much happening that we kind of want to talk a little bit about the do's and don'ts of the CrossFit world, especially at Industrious. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of um, just call them unspoken rules or just etiquette things or just fun things that you should know that maybe you don't know or just things that we want people to be aware of. And um, and then once you have that awareness, then it it, uh, it it makes your experience better. It makes the other people's experience better that are that is around you. And, and off we go. I think awareness is the key word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we see this. It's just when you're coming in and you're, you're trying to learn all the stuff and how you know what do you do when and this and that and it's just so much going on we have so many people you know rocking and rolling the music's pumping and it's just easy to inadvertently create do some things that maybe create less of a cool experience for other people yeah, yeah. totally yeah, so absolutely. we're not calling anybody out here no names being mentioned on this show yeah no this is for all speaking, of us our community is a is very is a very educated community yep. as it relates to um just you know how CrossFit works. You know our, our community is wonderful. Totally, and we're very lucky, and, and we spend a lot of time educating our community uh, on on sort of those do's and don'ts all the time, just as the general structure in our in our classes. And so we're so blessed to have our community. But there are some things that if you're aware of them, hell yeah, it's going to make your experience better and other people's too. Yeah, yeah, learning those unwritten rules the hard way always makes you feel like a jackass. So we're going to help you out. <laughs> totally. Yeah, this like is a cheat sheet. Like, why did you do that? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, you should have known. Yeah. My bad. I've only been here for two weeks. Right. Help you out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so we're going to avoid that feeling right there. This is how to not be a, an, an accidental jackass. Show. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly Perfect. right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Where are we going to dive in? What's our? What's, where we want to start? What's the big? What's the big daddy? Uh, let's start with uh, uh, time priority workouts. So time priority. There's two types of workouts, and and I want this to be educational for a lot of people, so they just kind of learn some things. Um, you've got time priority workouts. You got task priority workouts. Time priority workout means you're going to get something done as fast as possible. Okay. That we're doing it for time. T- uh, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, other way around. Uh, other way around. Task priority workout means you're doing something as fast as possible. A time priority workout means that there's a set amount of time on the clock, and then you're you're trying to get as much work done as possible. So, what, what's two examples that we would see? Yeah, two different. Yeah, your AMRAP would be a time priority one. Time and priority three rounds for time would be a task priority. Got it. Yep. Yep. yep exactly. And so. Um, when it's a task priority workout, people are going to be finishing at different times. You know, you're going to have some people that are super fast, super fit, or whatever. They're going to finish early. Other people still got 10 minutes before the time expires to get the work done. Um, the number one thing that you can do if you are in that category where you finish early uh, is not be in a hurry to break your own equipment down. You know, the gym's always you know in a hustle to try to get things you turned know, cleaned over up and under, turned over into the next class and whatever. But just wait. 
just wait until everybody's had an opportunity to finish the workout or the time cap has, has reached itself. Um, and in that time, you know, rest and recover and be in the post-workout euphoria yourself. Cheer, cheer people, people on. on. Always yeah, love that. In, yeah, yeah, always love that extra rally cry there when you're pushing hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheer them in. And um, and then we'll all break down the room together once everybody's done with the workout. But that's the, the you know, one of the bigger ones. Yeah, the 930 and the noon crew are really, really good at that. Like most of the time, I spend most of my time in the evenings just because I coach in the evenings. But um when I go to the nine thirty class or the noon class and everybody's everybody just sticks around and cheers and it's super fun. It's super energetic and it just makes the class more fun for everybody. And that's like a big part of CrossFit. And it's always been a big part of CrossFit is the person who finishes last gets more applause than the person who finishes first because they're working just as hard, if not harder to finish those last couple rounds and all eyes are on them. So that's a tough spot to be in. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. And that's one of the special things is that, you know, that what's unique about our gym is you get supported. Um, and so it's just allowing people to finish their workout and supporting them in, um, is, is something that's really cool for people to do and something that, that we really want in our community. Um, and you know, the other, the other aspect, um, on that is sometimes people are pressed for time. They must leave. They've got a hard stop. They got to get to work meeting or whatever. If that's the case, totally cool. You know, you got to go, um, but just leave your stuff out and, and we'll clean it up at the end and, and, and then everybody else can finish that way. You're not disrupting everybody else, walking your barbells through them while they're lifting or whatever. So if you got to go, it's okay. In that particular scenario, like you got to bust out the door. Yeah. Just leave your stuff. We'll totally take care of it. Yeah. This is not licensed to be like, Oh sweet. I'm just going to leave all my shit all around and just walk yeah, out. Yeah, when yeah, I- exactly. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not a license yeah. to make everybody clean up after you always. Uh, but yeah, but that is a good point, you know, because sometimes um, when you're in the middle of a workout and somebody's breaking stuff down, it just opens the door for stumbling over somebody's thing. It's yeah. kind of distracting, right? And so th- right. there's just like injury issues, but there's also just the disruption of somebody's workout. That's exactly what it is. That's the, the main thing. And, you know, when people are working out at high intensity, if they have to stop and think about something that's external that's happening around them, whether it's somebody cleaning up a barbell a couple of people that are having a really loud conversation right next to them or you know the you know they know that there's kids in the gym that are running around that 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 all that what that does is um or barking dogs or whatever the situation is you know it, it's it's a distraction and it begins to impact and affect people's workouts so there's tons of studios that they literally just call it out right from the start. They're like, don't talk during this workout. (laughs) Don't use your cell phones during this workout. Don't make a bunch of crazy noises during this workout because they, you know, they're, they're acknowledging the fact that when, you know, you're doing those types of things, you are distracting other people and you're taking them out of their rhythm. And so just being aware that what you're doing could potentially be a distraction for other people that are in that heat of the moment, um, you know, is, is the main thing, just having that awareness. Yeah, totally. I was in there as it just as sim- it kind of reminds me of this. I was in the other day working out uh, at a simple conditioning, had the kids in and I was trying to help my daughter kind of giving her some coaching and stuff. But what was happening was my, my impact, my workout was getting impacted. Like, I, you know, hers was whatever. And it's just like, Eric's here. Why? Like, just let him do his job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
he stepped in. He did such a great job. Yeah, yeah. And everybody got a great workout. And then I got into my zone. She got into her zone. He came up with a better solution than I would have ever. You know, so it's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Totally. I mean, like, let the coaches handle things. I mean, in, in like, if you're in there with your kids or whatever, don't try to coach your kids. I mean, just let the coaches do their work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, if they're little kids, don't let those little monsters go too crazy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, especially right now with summertime, you know, we got we're going to have a lot of kids in the in in particular in the the midday hours because you know they're off school, and so you're totally right. It's it, you know it's it's one dangerous for the kids, and two the other thing that it does reg- even if things are pretty mellow, just when everybody's in the room and in half of them are wondering you know where are the children at that's it, because they're being rambunctious or whatever they're not stationary they're not set that's distracting for the people that are trying to lift, and so you just need to be aware of those types of things if and and I feel like Again, just having the awareness of it, you know, oh, this could be impacting other people's workout. I should, you know, get it taken care of. That's that's 95% of it. I love it. Yeah. So it's just the whole distraction thing. Yeah. You kind of covered a bunch of stuff there. It's just being aware that when people are working out around you, we want to be con- conscious of that and, and make sure they're getting the best workout possible because that's what we want, right? We right. Everybody wants to get the best workout they can. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Absolutely. All right. What's another one? Uh, I got one for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're When you're warming up. Uh, one of like a, a rule of weightlifting, especially weightlifting, just loading loading anything onto a bar is you can never start too light, but you can definitely start too heavy. Mm-hmm. So when you're when we break off and you start loading barbells, especially if you're newer and you're not sure, don't just look at a color of a plate and say like I want red plates on my bar because my favorite color is red. I'm gonna put that on there. Turns out we're snatching and you've never snatched before. Go light. Start with maybe black tens training plates the lighter ones and work your way up. Cause if you're not ready for that weight, number one, if you try it first rep, you might injure yourself and then your whole workout's done. Uh, but two, just start out lighter cause you can work your way up. And that's how we, that's how we lock down technique and all that stuff. Yeah. Don't. And I think on that point, piggybacking on that, don't feel like, you know so much that it's just going to skip the work, like the warm up, right? Yeah. You know, especially yeah. think about motion movement prep. And I can remember back in the day, I would, I, I was, I've been guilty of this too. Like, okay, I'm going to sit, sit, stand, sit, sit. You know, I mean, that's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I was like, okay, but I'll tell you what, when you do that, you have a way better workout when you prep and fire those neural circuits. When you get those things activated, yeah. I don't care if you've done it a thousand, thousand times. Yeah. Pros still warm up; they still do their movement prep. Yeah. Maybe we should too, right? So I think. That's one of the things like don't feel like just because you've done that movement prep a bunch of times that you should just skip it and stand around and you know do some toe touches or something. You're totally right. I mean it takes it takes some time to activate the body to get it ready for a bar. Um that's why our warm-ups are generally speaking about ten minutes long because we're trying to bring the body into a relatively peak state before we actually start lifting heavy weight. And and again, that's for injury prevention, it's for learning proper mechanics, it's for all of that stuff. And so yeah, don't don't skip out on that stuff, you know. Um the the key to a good session is a good is good priming, um, which to your point is setting proper movement patterns, um, going through the skill transfers and the progressions. And you're right, as you become a little bit more of a veteran athlete and you kind of know the stuff like the back of your hand, um, you know it may seem redundant at times. But remember, it's just that awareness that there's a ton of other people in the room that are still trying to learn, just like you were once doing, um, and 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 you know give them the opportunity to learn um, and be respectful of that and then use it as an opportunity for yourself to prime good movement patterns for the workout that's about ready to come up. 
Yeah, because as we become more skilled as athletes, I mean, it becomes more and more of like, you know, getting out of your head and into the movement, right? Stop thinking about it and doing it. And the way we get to that point of excellence and that kind of zone-like experience where things feel, you know, I don't want to say effortless because when you're lifting heavy weights or you're pushing yourself at max, I don't think it ever really feels effortless. I was thinking that's like a funny way to describe getting in the zone. It's like, no, that, that shit was still really hard, but the movement was just automatic. You know, right. that's what we're trying to get to. That's exactly right. And that's how we get there. Yep. So don't skip the prep. Don't skip the prep. Yeah. Don't skip the prep. Um, Another one that is is very common is people with the the workout the workouts on the whiteboard in the gym and granted you know the way that we where we place our whiteboard is and where we line the the group up it's difficult to see the whiteboard it's just that's the nature of the space that we operate in um, however you know sometimes people will take a ton of time rewriting the workout on a smaller whiteboard if you if you can't see the whiteboard because of where you're at do that but if you don't need that step take it out Take it out because what you're doing is, is you're writing that stuff down. Let's say you spend two minutes doing that. Again, your central nervous system is shutting down. And so, you know, you, you want to keep moving you do, throughout the hour. You don't want to have times where you're spending three minutes to change your shoes and then three minutes to write down your workout. All of that up and down um, is actually prohibiting you from getting in a, an effective workout when we really start going fast. Um, in a longer workout where it's going to be a longer, slower thing, you'll reach that peak state in the workout. But oftentimes, sometimes to get the training stimulus that we need to get, we have to go short and intense and you don't want to be cold when it's short and intense. Um, you want to, you want to be sweating a little bit. So yeah, feel free to use abbreviations. Yeah. (laughs) No need to write over burpee box jump overs, 14 Mm -hmm. reps at a 24 inch box. Yeah. Yeah. Don't write write all that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't write jb or whatever oh, yeah. yeah exactly break that thing down if you got to write it down and keep it yeah keep that keep that downtime sure we've yeah. talked about that in other shows like yeah. that excessive downtime you know going switching all your gear out getting all the whatever whatever and yeah. that can really put a whammy jammy on your workout it does it, it, well it's just a distraction i mean again anything where you have it where you're getting pulled out of sort of your zone um you know, it, it, that that's impacting your ability to, to get enough focused and awesome training session. Okay. I got one that I, we don't, I don't see this a ton, but I have seen it a couple times. Um, but it's not, I'd say definitely our gym has probably the, the least amount of incidents out of any of the CrossFit gyms I've ever been to, but I still see it sometimes. And it's the dropping or the throwing or the, the like angry releasing of a kettlebell or a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like if you throw down a kettlebell or the dumbbells, those things are like death instruments is what happens. They become like bombs that are going to land potentially on somebody and crush them. Yeah. I don't see it a ton. I Every once in a while, I'll see it happen. And I know sometimes it's just like we're all people get amped and it's just like, ah, and they let it go and it's boom and it shoots all over the place. But for for the love of all that is good. Yeah. Just really releasing a dumbbell from overhead. That's like a 40 pound football. You're just throwing around. Who knows it where it's going to go? That, with that, it's, with it's, that hexagon, yes. that stuff bounces all over exactly. the place. And odds are it's not going to hit you. It's going to no. hit somebody else. If it hits well, you, that's fine. When you're aware <laughs> of it. Someone else. You know, and it's like when you see people do that and they like jump back, they spring back, but then the poor bastard next to them is like doing something. It's like, oh God, you know, and it almost crushes their it's head. like they see a spider. Yeah. They're 
like, ah! It is. It's like a spider. It's like a spider jumping out at you, you know? And it's like, but it's a 40-pound dumbbell coming for your face. Yeah. <laughs> you, know who, you know who ruined that for us? Matt mm. Frazier. Uh, Matt Frazier ruined this. You remember at the games, I think it was 2015 or 16, where they had the 100-pound dumbbell squat snatches, uh-huh. and they had to do sets of two. So he did two, stood up with it, and waved at his judge. He's like, Look out, I'm launching this thing to the next two market. And he literally threw a 100-pound dumbbell 10 feet in front of him. It landed right on the numbers. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. But he just launched a 100-pound dumbbell. So he got all these. Gave everybody permission to do it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do. It's like like baseball when your coach tells you to catch with two hands. Just because Ken Griffey Jr. is out there catching with one hand, you're not Ken Griffey Jr. We're still in Little League. Use two hands. Yep. Dude, we're still at industrious. Let's use two hands. Bring that dumbbell down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. Really, I mean, the only uh, the only thing that is designed to be dropped is a, a loaded barbell with bumper plates on, but bigger bumpers. Loaded. That's the loaded. key. Yeah, because like, I, you know, those greens. Yeah. That thing can also go crazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You drop a green from overhead. It's, so the issue is that what will happen is people will put on like base weight. Let's say they're the green twenty fives or ten kilo plates or 10s or 15s and then they'll continue to add smaller change on the outside because it's just more comfortable for them or quicker or whatever Um, and then what happens is a lot of weight gets on the barbell on that change and then the dropping of the barbell on a narrow plate with a bunch of loaded change on the outside those those smaller plates aren't designed to take that so the with with the bumper plates always go up to the biggest bumper plate possible so as an example it rather than lifting yellows with a set of tens instead get rid of all of it and put on a set of blues if that makes sense um and you know i know that it's quicker i know that it's faster to to just load change on the outside but always that that should should be a default for everybody is always go to the biggest bumper possible yeah, it's it's better on the equipment, but it's also safer too. Like you were saying, the the greens and stuff. When you start dropping them and they're like heavily loaded like that with multiple tens on the outside of the tw- the skinnier twenty fives, it starts to hit the ground. And it starts to skip side to side, and like sometimes you'll see that thing try to do a cartwheel off of the ground. Uh, but we've lost a lot of ten kilo plates just from that sort of stuff, from repetition after repetition of overloading the green plates. And then once they break, we're out of green plates for at least two weeks. Luckily, they're under they're under warranty, but we'd rather not have to request new ones every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all that stuff is is super important. And then with dropping barbells, you know, the, there's I I think the people should drop barbells, especially when they get really heavy. Um, you know, you you shouldn't try to put something heavy down gently. It should be a drop. However, you know, there's a good way to drop. There's an effective way to drop, and then there's a not so effective way. And so the 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 way that is unsafe and hard on the equipment is sort of the at the top of the lift, just sort of giving it the buck and like the see you later drop, right? Extra heave ho, height, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're kind of like, oh, exactly. explosion, like barbell wall ball yeah. shot, yeah, 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 yeah totally, exactly. Yeah. The barbell wall ball shot or the uh, the mic drop, you know what I mean? The, the barbell mic drop, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, the so that's bad. Don't do that. Instead. 
you know, keep your hands around the bar until the bar, you know, the bar's dropping, but keep your hands around the bar as it's dropping until it clears collarbone, waist height, um, and then you can let it do, drop and bounce. But um, sort of, you know, giving it the the mic drop send. Can, <laughs> controlling the trajectory. The trajectory. Yeah. I, I was like barely able to pronounce that <laughs> word, but controlling, yeah, controlling the descent a little bit, yeah. right? Directing it so yeah. it's not launching. Yep, yep. All that stuff. What it does is it just preserves the equipment. I mean, if we preserve the equipment, then we don't have to spend a ton of cash on on replacing it. And if we're not spending cash on replacing equipment, we're spending money on other cool upgrades like storage systems in the lobby or, you know, it, um, you know that's the stuff that we want to do. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, kind of spotting uh, and kind of some of that. Some of our lifts, we have some spotting, st- like sometimes I think faux pas that sometimes can happen. I mean, obviously, you got the bench press uh, crotch in the face. <laughs> Which everybody loves. <laughs> technique that happens a little, little too close to my face, my man. A little too close to my face right now on this bench press. Like, I appreciate the support. Yeah, yeah. With bench press in particular, I say be somewhere where you can do something, but don't hover all over people because right. it just, again, it's distracting. Totally. Um, and so uh, I like to go with the one foot in, one foot out approach for spotting the bench. Yeah. Um, and and just keeping hips back, and and that's that's plenty. Yeah. Um, straddle the straddle the rack, not the person's head. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. Because when you're looking to do a lift, if somebody gets stuck on a bench, you you generally they're not completely failing. I mean, they're still pushing out effort, and so right. with a relatively small lift, you're going to be able to get that bar to the top of the range of motion and rack it. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be prepared to try and deadlift whatever it is like into the middle of the air. Right. That's exactly right. And then with spotting squats, you know, we don't really teach the spot on the squat in our gym. Uh, we're just big believers in teaching people how to escape weight because we do like to squat and conditioning workouts. We like to front squat. We like to back squat in the context of conditioning, not just on the dead, on the platforms. And I, I feel like it's a skill that people need to know, which is how to, how to move their body one way and move the bar in another way and stop the bar from rolling around in the, the, the gym. So we don't really spot on squats. Um, but if you ever need a spot, if you want a spot, that's something that we can absolutely do. But spotting squats is much more tricky than spotting a bench press. Um, and I think that that's something that you should ask a coach to do unless you've got somebody working with you that really knows what they're doing. Um, but that's a more tricky one. And we really don't spot too many, like the Ole lifts per se. Yeah. I mean, those are all just, you're just bailing on that if yeah. you, you lose it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Get out. I think, yeah. um, I think one thing that we do see that is sketchy and and i guess we go and just say it's a wrong way of helping someone out is when people are there's two people on a rack one person's lifting and the other person's trying to help them back into the rack they're just on one end of the barbell and they're just grabbing the end of the barbell and trying to put the one side in while the bar is still on someone's back or on their front rack position if you're going to help someone out you got to get behind them and one hand on either side of them and help them evenly back into the rack because if you're just grabbing one on the bar and that bar is loaded you're just twisting that person into a position yeah. that's not good for them they probably don't want that and two it's just it's not a safe position to be with you between the person between the two racks there's someone probably lifting behind you as well while you're trying to help your your lifting partner into the rack so being between the ends of the barbells when we're when we're back squatting or pressing out of the rack is not a good place to be. Either sit on the bench or be directly behind the person you're lifting with. Um, those are really your only two safe places to be. But also help them back into the rack evenly. Don't twist them as you go in. 
That's yeah. a good call. You know, what about outside when it comes to, you know, running around the parking lot? And, you know, I know we've had some stuff with, you know, trying to run in certain zones. Maybe a good reminder as we're getting outside a little bit more for people. Where should they be running when they're, like, running through the parking lot? And what do you want to be looking out for? Yeah, the main thing that you would just want to think about when you're running through the parking lot is don't run close to the building. Because if you're close to the building, that makes it actually more difficult for people to see that are... Um, that are coming around corners and stuff like that or pulling in and out of uh, bay doors or any of that stuff. So just don't run close to the building. Keep separation between you and the building, and, and that's really the only thing. Um, you know, our parking lot... W- it's intentional that we set up our patio system out in front of our garage doors. One, because it's a great, it's a cool experience out there. It's nice. But the other thing too that it does is it slows people down. Um, it's a big, giant uh, spectacle out there in front of our doors, which is perfect. And that's the, also the reason why we've blocked off and barricaded our back doors from people being able to stumble out in behind the back doors because cars are driving through there. So we don't like it. We did. We didn't, I always thought it was kind of sketchy to be able to literally just walk from stall mat (laughs) two feet out and you're in traffic. So we barricaded that with the storage systems and that was all by design. Um, but, but you know, that's the parking lot. It it's, it's a, congested parking lot. So people don't drive fast through our parking lot, which I like. I mean, that's the upside of having a congested parking lot is people aren't ripping through there, which is good. Yeah. Speaking of parking, I mean, any tips, tricks or thoughts for people just so they know where they should and shouldn't be parking? Yeah. Take take uh, a spot, take a spot, take a spot before it, before parking along the curb. There's a lot of times where there's a ton of spots open and people just park along the curb instead, which makes it difficult to get into those spots in and out of those spots. I would leave, I would leave the curb spots for bigger vehicles, your trucks and stuff. Cause once they're in a parking spot and somebody parks in front of them along the curb, uh, it's really difficult for them to get out without just having to make a 25 point turn. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great one. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think going back to the running thing as well, um, just you exercise common sense too. Don't expect if we're, we're running a lot of thousands and miles lately and, and longer distance runs where we're getting out away from our 200 meter comfortable lap. Um, don't expect a car to stop for you just cause you see them doesn't mean that they see you. I feel like this is like kind of elementary, like, right. Well, <laughs> it's like, like you tell your kids. The street. Well, in yeah. the Northwest, we get used to cars stopping for us. I mean, we're kind of like, you know, privileged here, but they don't always stop because they're not always from the Northwest. I mean, you still like, gotta, <laughs> yeah. like just because you're in Seattle doesn't mean a car is just going to stop for you. People get hit all the time here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it don't you don't have this magical like protective shield around you either. I see some people like, oh, you didn't. Well, it's a car. The car is going to win if it decides to run through you. Yeah. you it wins, you loses. So just yeah. be aware of common sense. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. try to make eye contact with the drivers. Don't make it weird. But yeah, slow if, down. If, even if raise you raise your hand. If you see them and they're not looking at you, they they're probably not going to stop. If they're looking the other way, they're probably just going to keep going. Yeah, that's just yeah. the way it is. They got places to go. Yeah, I heard in different countries that. Um, that like the uh, cars have the right of way. 
in different some different states they do i mean oh, it's really? almost like they do like I, yeah i mean i've been in places where like i mean even in the city even in new york city i mean there's just times where you're very would be very scared to cross the street you wouldn't just do what people do in seattle yeah sometimes which is like walk <laughs> just just blatantly walk just walk whenever yeah exactly <laughs> they'll walk on their phone into oh, the man. street you know and it's like expecting everyone to stop for them Dangerous. That's like, wasn't, that, dangerous. wasn't that how Vegas was before? They added like all those like overpasses and stuff. Yeah. People just walk. Oh man, just yeah. thousands of people. Like I would never want to drive through Vegas ever. No. <laughs> those overpasses are sweet. Yeah. I mean for everybody. What a That's great like addition. a win win. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's like a little bit sometimes of a pain in the ass. Like if you're like, I just want to go there. Just and it's like a, oh, it, t- like a 15 minute walk to it get over there. Gridlock, 100. It would be so time. gridlock. Yeah, yeah it, would it would totally be gridlock. It would be toast. Yeah, you do. You do. But um, any other big topics we want to cover? And I mean, we covered a lot of good stuff here. There's a yeah. uh, in weightlifting. There's a there's a uh, the big unwritten rule on that one is don't walk in front or behind someone while they're lifting or while they're setting up for a lift. One, it's it's dangerous and it's distracting for the lifter. It's like yelling during the backswing of. Tiger Woods, you know, you just, you just don't do it. It's a small thing. Um, but it's a safety thing. Like if, if they start missing that bar out in front and they're running it right at you, I don't know what to tell you. You better duck and get out of the way. Um, but it's just a concentration, concentration thing for them, especially on a heavy snatch. If they're not fully focused on, on that lift could come down on top of them. Um, they could throw it out in front of them out and out into you. Um, uh, but it's in front and behind too. Behind is not a good place to be because they could miss the lift behind them as well. Yep. Great point. I think one other one I want to throw in there that you just made me think of, um, you know, that's a great example of while a person's getting ready to prep for a lift. You know, also I think when you're done lifting or you're done with your workout, I think a great thing to remind people about is, is foam rolling, at home too. Like don't be afraid to foam roll at home because sometimes it can be tough to do some of that active recovery stuff in the gym. Right. You're transitioning, all this, you got people coming in, you know, over in that waiting kind of area, you know, sometimes that space can get used up. So that's I think a great thing for everybody to have is a foam roller. I mean, got one we got one right here in the studio and yeah. we sometimes use it before we get on with our podcast. We foam roll. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. certainly when you're done with your workout though, it's a great thing to have at home and that's a great way to help people with that active recovery and just help help stay nice and limber. Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree, I agree with you 100%. I think that you know, Generally speaking, there are good places and bad places to do anything as it relates to like pre-workout stretching, mobility, post-workout recovery stretching. Um, and the best place to do that stuff is after the workout out on the patio when it's set up. Uh, that is by far the best place. Yeah, that's always space out there. That, Ab- that feels absolutely. good. Absolutely. And it's matted. It's so much better. Um, the more of that stuff that is happening in the lobby, which is going to be busy and crowded, um, and the weightlifting area, which is for, you know prioritizing class, and then the conditioning area, which is prioritizing the conditioning element of, of a class, those are not good places to go in and do random stuff. Again, because not because we don't want you to do whatever you need to do to get yourself ready. It's because it could be potentially distracting when there's one person in the room doing something totally different in the space that other people are trying to do, something that's the prescribed workout. And then the other place that 
you know, you want to be very careful in is that area in between the whiteboard and the the pull-up bar. So that area you should almost treat as like a no-fly zone. When you're in there, it should be quick and in, in, in and out. A lot of people will camp out in that void and foam roll and do mobility and everything else right there in between the platforms in the gym. And that space is just, there's too much traffic happening in there. That's uh, that's a space that the staff is really needs to be working in. Um, and, and it can, again, make that whole area feel pretty cluttered up. So uh, yes, out on the, the patio when it's, when it's up, when it's set up on those nice weather days, which right now we have a ton of, um, and, uh, and then just being smart about what you're doing and, and, and where you're doing it. That awareness is important. Just working yeah. on that court awareness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is everybody? Where is where everybody? am I dishing the rock to next? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yep, man. If that was, and I think if we were going to sum it up in a word, it's about awareness. That's yeah. what the that's what this podcast is about. It, it is the awareness podcast. <laughs> it's the awareness podcast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Absolutely. Well, this is good. This is good. This is helpful. I hope that community finds this useful and just good reminder for all of us as we're having fun this summer and we're just getting fit. We're having a blast, and new people are coming in. We're being aware yeah. and creating a great space for Hell everyone. Yeah. yeah. And the more aware we are, the, the, the more awesome everybody's experiences are, in, including yourself. Fantastic. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. This was fantastic. We're looking forward to our next episode. We'll drop that next week. And uh, meanwhile, be out there, be active, work hard, lift fit, and be aware. <laughs> <laughs> be thanks, aware, guys. people. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Local Business Academy. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review.